Good morning, everybody. How are you? Hope all is well. Once again, Marcus releases meditations. Today's random page is 73, and we're looking this time at number 19. This is a short one, but I think it's really powerful, and I think it's sort of Marcus talking to himself, giving himself some encouragement to help himself become more courageous and more confident. So he tells himself not to assume it's impossible because you find it hard, but to recognize that if it's humanly possible, you can do it too. So for me, this is a pathway to confidence, right? Um, I think there are other parts of meditations we'll cover where he's trying to prevent himself, and in my view at least, trying to prevent himself from becoming arrogant, right? Because arrogant is a um, being arrogant or arrogance, right, is a vice. It's an extreme. It's something that encourages ignorance. It's something that encourages us to behave in in an immoral way, and it's not useful, right? Being arrogant isn't helpful. You cut yourself off from learning. You think you know things you don't. It's not a virtuous way of being, right? So that's one extreme. And the other extreme is being, you know, cowardly, being a coward, not having enough courage to do what you should do, right? So I think for him at this point, you know, as I'm sure we could relate to this, he's facing a challenge um, that doesn't seem possible, right? It's too difficult at the time. And he's trying to, you know, in his writing, I think, give himself some encouragement. And, you know, it's simple, but it's it's powerful. And I think of an even simpler way of understanding this, even just with the last few words, right? You can do it too. There's this great um, book that my mother read to me as a kid that I, you know, I think it instilled this type of attitude in me that was helpful, right? It's called The Little Engine That Could. And like the whole basic, you know, kind of element of the story is it's a like a smaller train and the train faces a large mountain, right? And basically the train has to learn how to talk to itself about this thing. And the whole mantra that they keep repeating is like, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. And the train does, right? So I think confidence very much, and this is something I really love to think about because I think confidence is such an important virtue, right? It's the virtue that makes all other virtues possible. There's a great book called On Confidence where I got that idea um, by the School of Life, which if you're wanting to learn more about confidence, that's a really great book. Um, and they might even have some YouTube videos about it, The School of Life. Totally recommend a lot of their ideas um, and their videos and their books. Um, so that being said, like he's telling himself here, as that train did, right? You can do it. You can do it. Don't be intimidated by this task. And it's so easy to be intimidated by tasks, right? Um, I've dealt with that in the past. And yeah, I think it's such a naturally human thing to think something is possible, impossible only because it's difficult, right? And back to the train for a second, right? The repetition of that mantra, I think I can, I think you're imbuing yourself, you're giving yourself that confidence to at least try, right? And again, I think for Marcus Aurelius, even as the most powerful person on earth at this time, facing challenges was a regular part of his daily life. Again, like the rest of us, right? So instilling in oneself confidence, I, I think is one of the most important things we could do. And ultimately confidence is largely an internal game. I think we could all maybe even think of ourselves here, but think of other people too, who have been through so much and who have remained virtuous, who have been through so much and have succeeded against tremendous odds. And yet they doubt themselves constantly. Right. Another part of the school of life's discussion of confidence is that the at times unfortunate reality is that we could we could have as children or even as adults internalized voices of other people, other people's opinions of us, of us other people's reflections or um, you know, ideas that they've shared about themselves even. And we let those voices 
become our own voices in regards to how we feel about our ability to do things in regards to how we feel about ourselves, right? So we internalize these voices. And ultimately what Marcus is doing with this whole exercise of meditations is he's really cultivating an internal voice, right? Sometimes again, he's remarking on the world. Other times as in this one, he's really talking to himself about himself. You can do it, right? That's a great moment. He uses the word you throughout this whole meditations. And I think that's a beautiful idea in a literal sense. If you're own, uh, in your own, if you have one, right? Journaling or self-writing practice, using the word you is powerful because that's really getting into a dialogue, right? Don't assume it's impossible. If someone else can do it, it's possible for you. Right? That's a great moment of internal cultivation of confidence. And one of my um, journaling suggestions or self-writing suggestions is to do what I call just confidence narratives, right? Sit down on a regular basis, remind yourself of your wins, of your successes that day, that morning even, that week, that month. That has to be a part of what we do or else you're going to be afraid to try anything. Unless, of course, you were fortunate enough to grow up around people perhaps who like instilled or let's say who worked to instill confidence in you consciously or unconsciously by offering you a positive voice, an encouraging voice. Right? But even if that's the case, this is a good idea. Sit down, take account of how you've succeeded, take account of how you've been competent. Right, Because you could, once again, have someone in your life or you yourself be this way that you're highly competent and yet you've never really acknowledged it. You've never, once again, cultivated that voice. Without that voice, you might not be confident, even though you might be highly competent. So we need maybe a practice for this, as Marcus is doing here, right? You can do it. Well, what have I done this week that should imbue me, you know, imbue myself with a greater sense of confidence? It's all about the cultivation of that voice. And sometimes we could think of scenarios where, again, maybe ourselves or others are overly confident, where they don't have the competence in a given area. And yet, maybe because they have a really loud voice that may come from someone in their world or come from them, themselves, they have this confidence that isn't necessarily earned. That's when we start getting into arrogance. So we want to be balanced, of course but we don't want to build things up as Marcus is saying here to seeming impossible only when they're hard. And that will be the case if we're not confident sitting down with a pen and paper once a day, once a week, whatever. And just between you and the page embracing all that you've done well and writing a little bit about it is a very good idea. And likewise, of course, I think this is a part of keeping the balance of, of developing true authentic confidence that does not become arrogance, we should also be comfortable to write down what we've maybe failed to do, how we could have done better. But you need both. If you're around individuals who tend to be very critical of you, get the confidence narrative. The opposite way, if you're around individuals who seem to kind of encourage you constantly, also, we want to make sure we're doing both, right? Confidence narratives, because we can't assume that we're adopting those narratives as our own. We have to work on that. And also, again, in both scenarios, we should be accountable with ourselves about our failures as well, which even doing that honestly requires confidence that will help us build it. I also think one of the points I want to raise on this, because he's talking about other people too, right? 
if it's humanly possible, you can do it too. To me, the first part of that kind of implies you would have to know that it's humanly possible. So maybe in this case, I think he might be referencing, as he did in book one a lot, as you know we've discussed, right, with the debts and lessons, he's talking about individuals who have inspired him. We need people who are our mentors, but that's a really healthy thing to cultivate with whether it's people around us or and one thing I love about philosophy is that for me, Marcus Aurelius is kind of a mentor. Right? I have other philosophers who I really admire. I have other artists who I really admire. And as a result of that admiration, I try to emulate them in some regard. Right? I've been inspired to stick with my self-writing and my journaling, you know, in large part because of my work with philosophy, which boils down to work with philosophers. I want to be able to write like these people. I want to be able to live like they lived. So finding people to mentor and getting to know them through reading their works, listening to their music. And then of course we have hopefully people around us that can serve as mentors, friends, family, right? Our significant other, our siblings, all of these people can be mentors. We can learn from everybody, right? And then when we cultivate that mentor relationship, we get to know them in an even deeper way, in a more profound way. Other people, works of art can reveal to us what is possible. And if we're confident, we can pursue that and not even necessarily need to attain it, right? So by that, I mean, I have this reflection, um, like when you look at something incredible, right? Like a, it could be anything, right? A great movie, a great painting, you listen to a great song, maybe an, a great athletic achievement, right? Or it could even be, let's say something that's just, um, hmm. like for example, I admire certain authors because they've written a lot, right? So I've published a couple books, right? And there are authors who have written five books, other authors who have written 50, right? Just for example, both of these authors offer me something inspirational, offer me a glimpse into what is possible. And both of those glimpses, although one is five and one is 50, are really useful. So they, they can be quote unquote great achievements. So by that, I mean like 50 is obviously more than five, right? But we need mentors. We need something that kind of encourages our gaze forward, pushes and pulls us forward to see that what maybe hasn't happened for us in the past is possible for us in the future. And that has to be as positive as it can be. The confident person will make it positive. The person who's very insecure, who's afraid to try will make that negative. They'll only look at that image and allow it to make them feel inadequate, allow it to make them feel bad. I could feel bad even if I had zero books, right? published, for example. I could just feel bad about that, or I could, once again, maybe referencing our uh, one of our recent episodes, right, uh, with Marcus really you know, encouraging himself to not be pushed and pulled by his emotions, right? Maybe for a moment, I'm like, oh, that kind of makes me feel bad about myself that I haven't published more. All right, well, let that moment happen and move on and feel positive about, all right, this person inspires me. What did they do? How, what can I learn from them? And definitely don't turn it into one of the emotions he asked himself, right? Don't turn it into jealousy. That's the worst case scenario, right? And jealousy is, I think, for me, I define that as when not only do you want what someone else has, that's just envy, right? But you also don't want them to have it, not the move, not a healthy emotion, right? So let's even try to avoid envy. Let's say, oh, wow, this person's achieved more than me. Well, what did they do differently? How could I learn from them? That's mentorship. That's making the what has been impossible in the past, for whatever reason, seem possible. And the confident person can do that well. And once again, the confident person, in large part, I think, will be confident because they've allowed themselves to sit with their achievements and with their failures in an honest, authentic way. And they took action as a result. They took better action towards the image of 
who they want to be, that they've cultivated for themselves. And they've made that a regular habit. Our habits carry weight. Our habits matter. So stop maybe even, we could say, habitually assuming that just because it's difficult, you're going to give up on it. No, if it's difficult, you can push through. You can do it. Tell yourself that. I think this is a very short but encouraging piece of, of writing for Marcus here to himself. So let's even for a moment you know, question ourselves as we often do, right? What right now is a good thing that you're making it out to be larger than it is, right? Which is to say maybe you're letting it feel impossible or you're, making it, you're allowing it to feel super difficult. And on a more practical note, right, once we've acknowledged some of these things, what's the smallest thing you could do today? That's the real practical thing, right? For me, I kind of break things down with the following distinction, right? Time and tasks. So for me, it's easy to be intimidated, for example, by writing a dissertation that has to be 150 to 200 pages, right? But at the end of the day, on Sunday, I'm not writing that. I'm writing first for 20 minutes. And I'm going to focus really intensely on that. I'm going to put on some instrumental music, put some headphones on, and that's all I care about. It's easy to be intimidated by that to the point where I'm like, I'm not going to bother with it today. But that's not the move. Right? The idea is break it down. One of my favorite mantras is a Greek phrase, siga, siga, little by little. Right? That's back to the train. Right? I think I can. I think I can. Just turning the wheels, right? Little by little. So maybe acknowledging, oh, that doesn't seem possible, but it seems good. Well, if it seems good, let's get started. Marcus, I think, throughout the meditations, really focuses on this too in a really nice way. Make a little bit of progress today. It's all we have anyway is this moment. So I hope this was encouraging because I feel encouraged by this. I like that he's trying to almost like pump himself up here. Sometimes Marcus is also his own hype man, right? Like he does this a lot through the meditations. And we have to imagine that he's maybe dealing with something that went wrong or he's trying to get, you know, get himself in a certain mind frame before going into a difficult meeting, right? Or he's confronting something in his own life. So again, we're getting a very personal look here at someone who had a lot on their plate, had a lot of responsibility, who had a lot of power. And I think is trying to use that power in a way that is really as just and as true as he could. So it's a cool, cool insight. I think this is a nice piece of encouragement. I'll stop talking now. Thank you for listening. Take care. I'll talk to you soon.